Here I might have the vid, by the way. Yeah. I feel like I'm ready to get back into meat sticks. From totally geek to totally chic. Hello and welcome. We are back from the ballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining us for episode number 324 of the show. If you like what you hear here and you'd like to hear more, you can become part of our subscription crew where we do an extra episode nearly every week. We've already recorded one this week. I'm not going to get into the behind the scenes of it, but that'll go up in the next couple days. And we're putting together stuff to do another subscriber episode maybe later this week depending on the availability of the hosts um so if you would like to be a part of that it costs you five bucks redcircle.com is the site you just go to the ballerlifestyle.com click the link at the top of the page you can also go to the episode notes of the show or wherever you're whatever app you're listening to the show on right now and there's a link there that you can click on to subscribe uh further send us an email We've been talking a lot about movies, not avoiding necessarily, but just trying to be a little bit of respite from the heaviness that's existing in the world right now. So uh, if we can do that a little bit, our job is done. So uh, if you'd like to reach out and talk about anything we discuss here or anything on your own, you can do so via the, the email address, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Or you can call us. We have some voicemails to get to momentarily. 949-464-TBLS-8257. I am joined now, as I am every week, by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, what's happening, buddy? Hey, um, I wanted to thank uh, those who have reached out and uh, have bought my book. I appreciate it. Do you have a book out? Is um, it called Heroes and Jerks? Is it available on Amazon? It's available either, either everywhere. In, either in everywhere paperback or get it Kindle edition. By, by everywhere, I mean Amazon. That's where right, it's available. Right, right. Uh, like Kindle and paperback. Uh, I don't know about the Kindle. Like uh, this Kindle just is annoying. Oh, I have a Kindle, but I've never read it. I only read actual physical books. Yeah, I mean, I get the, like the technology aspect of it, sure. but it's just dealing with the Kindle aspect of this book has been a nightmare. Brutal, brutal. Well, you. But but anyway, thank yes. you. And if I could ask you, if you do halfway appreciate it, give it a good rating because, uh, like lesser known writers, it's a big deal to get uh, ratings. I mean, like we ask you to review the show, right? Um, I need good ratings on Amazon. So whatever you guys can do, it is very much appreciated. And uh, I just got another email. I will send a, uh, what do you call that? The book plate. plate. Book plate. plate. Yes. I sent a couple already. Uh, I got a few more to send. So thank you. Yeah. If you, if you buy Ed's book, let us know and he will send you a signed personalized book plate that you can attach to your copy of Heroes and Jerks by Mr. Ed Daly, A Labor of Love, which I am happy to buy and read. So I will also I will also support you. And you know what I'll do, Ed? 
What? I'll leave you a glowing review. Five stars. Oh, what a, what a pal. Of course. Absolutely. Uh, another big reader we have on the show today. It's everybody's favorite. People really love it when we have him on. He's, you know, hit or miss. He's mostly hit, though. He's a good friend of ours. We love him. <laughs> Jason Stewart. That's some intro. Jason, what's up, buddy? Hello, everybody. Hello, hey, everybody. Hey. hey. I just want to let Ed know I've already, uh, I already listened to your book. Yeah. <laughs> All the way through. Pretty no, damn good. No audio version, but if it gets popular enough, I imagine the world will be clamoring for an audio right. version. I How do like the do fact that there's uh, enough audience. Yes. I do like the fact that Ed didn't, uh, and the, the publisher didn't fall for the typical traps of marketing. You know, I've always said that alliteration is the uh, symbol of laziness, but you can't get away from it. Did I do that? Just simply titling a book Heroes and Jerks without any cute little wordplay or alliteration. It's just refreshing is what it is. Well, a uh, the subtitle of the book is A Lavishing Look at Lives. Oh. Now oh. <laughs> You can't give the subtitle. No, I I did have to do a subtitle, but it's the Ugh. best numbers to ever lived. But but mainly, uh, I read this years ago. Uh, the best book titles tend to be like three or four words. Two, uh, two oh, I agree. Four, like anytime there are these long titles, it doesn't work. Totally so, agree. Works. That's the same with stand-up specials. That's why I always name the podcast episodes two or three with a couple exceptions. Two or three word titles are just snappier. They're just better. Yeah. I uh, I agree with you. Uh, what uh, Jason, anything else going on? How you doing, buddy? How's, how's the pandemic treating you? Oh, I'm doing pretty darn good. Yeah. I still have a job, which is great. great. I still get to uh, cash, cash checks, um, not to rub it in anybody's face. Um, but yeah, everything's good over here in Los Angeles. I think uh, hopefully we're beyond the, uh, the the violence and the rioting. Right. And uh, we could just kind of enjoy the summer and and make sure we get everything uh, cleaned up and the police reformed and everything else. Um, I hear I might have the vid, by the way. Oh, no. Oh, no. I went to a protest. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, wore, I wore my mask, but so many didn't. Did you put Probably. your Did you put your mask? Have you posted your mask to social media yet? Because I still have to. I'll do that maybe tomorrow. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to give it away, but but I saw it and it's it's spectacular. It's Maybe uh, Ed, no, maybe Ed knows. has no idea what it is. Who had no idea? Like lots of people oh. that have seen me over the last few days. They're like, who's that? I did. I knew exactly who it was. And then, and then someone who listens to the show, that's a friend of mine is like, Hey, can you show me um, Ed's or she, they said, what's Ed's mask. And I said, uh, I, I sent him, a, I sent this person a picture and they were like, Oh my God, that is amazing. That is so good. <laughs> but so as I'm watching, as I'm watching the uh, a Hollywood protest, I think it was two days ago. They they this uh, this drone shot kind of went viral. Oh, oh, you texted me about this, yeah. Wall to wall protesters, yeah. right? And my just the thing that goes through my head uh, beyond the importance of the protest, of course, is what do those people do when they have to take a piss or a shit at what, 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 so, what exactly do you do? They, 
there can't be enough stores open with bathrooms. Jason, right? Jason, just for future reference, when you're on the show, if your <laughs> if your question is where can somebody take a piss, the the other the other bodily function is implied. If they're looking for a place to take a piss, I, we don't need the we don't need the descriptive language. Well, to be clear, here. the yeah. other portion. Yeah. Is always at home. That's the you never, you never, never. Like if you feel like that might be a thing that could happen at a protest protest, you just, you just throw your fist up in your living room and do a silent protest because of course. you're this not doing the, that out. This was in walking distance of, uh, of my home. Yeah. That's probably a half mile away. So like, yeah, I can do the 10 minute walk yes, home. Absolutely. Something turned dire. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, you know, geez, uh, it was not a good week caught on film by the uh, the boys in blue. Yeah. But I will say. The Hoboken uh, police and mayor, like going into it, they were very communicative with with the town and everybody and saying, we want to give you a voice. We want to, you know, make this a, a uh, you know, a powerful, but, you know, not contentious situation. And and the and the cops just kind of were supportive, took a knee, did all yeah, the stuff. That's that, like, it's, it's not that hard to not enrage people. Right. It is kind of funny though. When, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's irony when they, when people are out protesting police brutality and the response of the local authorities is They're just mashing people. start kicking the shit out of all of them. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> You figure you would be on your, and everybody has a phone now. Like you figure you would be on your absolute best behavior. Just yeah. like this one, guys. You know, like as a kid, when it was yeah. like December 18th, you're like, I, I got to bring my A game. I know Santa's yes. you know, not wrong. Yeah. You know, people, we know we're being watched right now. We got to, we got to do this. We got to like help out my little sister. Like I got to do things because I know I'm being watched. They're like, mm, nah, let's double down. Yeah, it's like finals week. You know, it's like finals are coming next week. I haven't cracked a book all semester. They're fucking still pristine. That or the class participation grade. Let me raise my hand a couple times at the end of the semester. Yes, it's just like jump in. You know, it's like there's plenty of time to crack skulls the whole rest of the year. We know you guys played high school football. Okay, we get it. We know you're chomping at the bit to really fucking bust some domes. But just hold on till the camera phones aren't out, and you'll be good. <laughs> Wait a week. Um, let's do a couple voicemails unless anybody else oh by the way jason what people do and i explain this to you so jason's like what do people do um how do he sends me a picture and there's a pretty cool picture the street is just filled with people holding signs i mean wall to wall the 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 vid resurgence in the next couple of weeks going to be off the charts and he's like yeah what do these um what do these people do you know to use the bathroom and i said Starbucks. And he's like, and then he responded, so you don't know. Yeah, because there aren't any Starbucks open. You can't walk into a Starbucks. And They're all like, they all serve outside. And not everybody could go to like the one Starbucks on the block. And then your other answer was diapers. Which no, that's not my other. That, that, was a, no. that was a serious answer. No, that is not my other answer. It's the, <laughs> my other answer was McDonald's. That's the two, that's the two you use. Now, in L.A., you could say, like other places in the country, 
you could say, well, gas station, because everywhere else in the world, it's per, there's an open gas station for you to have a piss in. It's like part of what a gas station offers is a place to take a piss. It's part of their service, except in LA, because we've, we've destroyed that opportunity for ourselves by destroying gas station bathrooms. So uh, there's no gas station in the County of Los Angeles that will ever let you take a piss in it. It's just uh, you can't do that. But Jason, one time I went, I had a friend that was running in the Los Angeles marathon and we went to the route and it was like kind of in the Hollywood ish area. And I had to take a leak. And so I went into like some, Japanese takeout place and they made me buy something. So that's what people are doing. They're going in, they're buying a pack pack of gum and they're having a piss at a place. (laughs) Or they're doing what a guy I knew who went to the university of Colorado did where they, they had like um, some bar had like penny pitchers until the first guy had to leave the table to take a piss. And they would, they would rig up a like a bladder system inside their pant leg and then they would they would put like some type of condom or contraption around their dick into it like a tube of some sort almost like a reverse beer bong picture a beer bong but the other yeah. direction or like an iv like, bag like an exterior sort of like the catheter or something yeah or the whizinator right but not not to pass drug tests. Exactly. The opposite direction. And then they would just stand there and they would just release into the bag that was taped to their legs. That's so probably the same type of thing out, uh, out in the streets of, of Los Angeles or Dubuque or wherever people are protesting this it's, week. Um, it's a reminder that uh, never, ever go to a swim up bar. Oh, no, no, no. Poolside drinks are fine. Yeah. In pool drinks, yeah. it's just a warm area of the pool. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've been, t- I've been to a couple weekends with like friends at pools, and I just I observed the pool area, and I I didn't see too many people get a- getting out of the pool throughout the day. Nobody seems to want to go anywhere. I'm a- I mean, I had a delightful time at the Blue Lagoon in Iceland, right. but that's already like hot steams, and they were serving. They were serving drinks. So you're just like, all right, nobody go underwater. Yeah. Well, your pools are canceled, though, right? Yeah, I would think so. I don't. Know, I feel like pools are canceled for now. Well, not not in the. Uh, what what was that video that everyone got pissed off at like four weeks ago? Oh, was it the Ozark? Oh, the Ozark. 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 Yeah, and then. And then they started seeing cases. Surprise, but, surprise. But the, the problem with the Ozarks isn't the swimming pool. It's the gene pool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jason, speaking of that, you're a local guy. Well, where are you at on meat sticks? You're, you're a big listener to the show. I'm sure you listened to last week when we um, discussed the Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage, Michael Bay movie, The Rock, about Alcatraz and terrorism well i sure. was i was talking about last week how Do you know does he know what it is, is gonna, this a some, thing? we're gonna find out right now i was talking about how oftentimes when i stop at a local gas station 
I peruse, you know how they got the jerky in there. They got like the tubs or the, um, the, the display case that's got all the different jerkies in it. And then they also have, they also have the meat sticks. And so you open up the thing and with the tongs, you grab out whichever one you want. It's like a dollar 99 or something. And I was saying how I really missed because of, um, because of the pandemic, I, I had assumed that meat sticks would be canceled, but now that now that um, police are killing people in the street and that made COVID go away. Now that the pandemic's over, I feel like I'm ready to get back into meat sticks at liquor stores. What are your thoughts? How do you feel about the, the uh, meat stick situation? I I think, first of all, I think they're delicious and I I, I would never hesitate to buy one, but I will, I will say this. I haven't, I haven't bought one in in quite some time, but, but when I, when I do, I enjoy them. And then, um, but yeah, I think the, uh, the new normal doesn't have just like, uh, horribly, I mean, who knows what's in that meat, right? It's a a mystery. Gives a fuck. They're delicious. I think. Hot dogs are, are much more uh, transparent and sanitary about sure. what they put in their meat. But I think that's a thing of the past. There's no. It's not going to be shit. open container what? of open meat. They're Everything's going to be sealed. They're going right? to be individually wrapped. I've never wrapped. seen these meat sticks. I've How never was, seen them. I meant to take a picture. I was at a liquor store this weekend, and I, I got so caught up in the display of tea, um, white packaged white T-shirts for sale I took a picture and sent it to Ed. I completely forgot the meat sticks, but I think that that liquor store didn't have any meat sticks because they're usually around the counter area. And I would have noticed. I definitely would have noticed. They're delicious. They're so good. I think they're so it good. Be, it might be a uh, West of the Rockies. Thing. I think it is. I think it is. They got the. Somebody told me. Um, one of our friends on Twitter told me they're called Lucy's. That's that's the meat stick. That's the term for the meat sticks that yeah. come individually. And around here, Lucy's will get you choked out. Yeah, it's a cigarette. That's a it's a single cigarette. Well, cigarettes are so, you know, blame the fucking tax man over there in New York City. Just cigarette pack of cigarettes, like twenty bucks there. I love it. I don't know. Hey, let me uh, yeah. let me read the the first email before you get into it. Um, this one hold on, says, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on." No one's sending you emails yeah, no. to my talk says- show. <laughs> No, this one says Dear BLS. Um, <laughs> it's TBLS. I, 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 lo- I love the segment on meat sticks, signed Jenna Jameson. That's so dumb, Jason. Jason, that's that's so dumb. And that's such, it's, a, it's also such an archaic reference. I guarantee you sent that email once from Brian and Ladera. <laughs> no, never, never. I don't. I don't send signed. I never did. Hey, I heard that uh, Ed. You can tune out for a second. I, Jason, I heard there's a there's a smack off coming up. That's right. Are number twenty six. Are you participating in it? I will not. You're not. Oh, I, uh, it's terrible news. I, I formally announced I'm going to go back to being a listener. No more participating. Have you participated? Is there a chance you could explain what this is in like less than a minute? Yeah. 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 Explain Jason. You know, the Jim Rome show, um, kind of, uh, made its mark in the, in the nineties as all these callers would call up and just talk shit about sports and talk shit about each other. And it, it created a genre and at some point, uh, Travis Rogers told Jim, friend of the show, why don't, 
Why don't we have all the callers, the best callers, invitation only? There's about 20 of them that we really like. Weed out the shitty callers. Let's invite those 20 to one show, one day. They can go at each other, and we crown a champion. And uh, JT the Brick was the first champion ever 26 yeah. years ago. Big that Rainer seems fan. like more needed, more than needed. Yeah, that no. was less than a minute. So Jason yeah, had- the GT, the, Now we're getting into the history. I just... Yeah, I just want to know what it was. J- That's it. Jason was a caller, and now Jason, you have you called in since your first, uh, since your since the first ever smack off where you had very harsh words for <laughs> for both both weaklings and readers, people that read their calls. Yeah, William the reader. Yeah, William in San Diego. The day after. No, the the short answer to that question, uh, because we don't want to keep boring Ed, is that since I left the show, I have participated as a caller in the smack off. So you have it's probably been, it's probably been four or five years yeah. of calls. Yeah, and I I just I thought last year the twenty fifth anniversary I thought that was a good cutoff date, and now I'll just uh, enjoy as a listener. So you called in last year. Yeah, and you oh. guys should listen to my call. I would say it's if really you're good. yeah, I was I doubt that, but if you're if you're within the sound of my voice and you have access to like a YouTube link or something or a stucknut.com yep. link to Jason's call, I would love to hear you can you can send it to my Twitter at Brian Beckner or you can email me at mailback at the ballistyle.com. One more question, Jason Stewart. You're in your opinion, the all time greatest caller. We know the greatest emailer in the history of the of the Jim Rome show is Brian and Ladera ranch, but the, the all time greatest caller in your opinion to the Jim Rome show, who do you got? Um, Sean Pendergast, Sean, the, the ca- Asian, former yeah. guest of this show, for, former reviewer of revenge, revenge of the, the nerds. Nerd? Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. guest One here. Of the more problematic movies we revisited. Oh, it was tough. Well, I believe Sean counted 14 felonies throughout that movie. And I, I think he was going light. <laughs> what went on in that final tent was a problem. Yeah, that was, well, let's not sleep on the panty raid. I mean, Oh yeah. Booger. It was bad. It was bad. Booger would be, still be in prison for what he did that night at the, I can't remember the name, the sorority house. Um, okay. Well, I, uh, that's it for the, the smack off update. I appreciate that. I haven't listened. I haven't heard a smack off in quite a long time. I did catch a little bit of one in the car one time, maybe about like eight or nine years ago. And it was not, it wasn't how it used to be. Rumor has it that it wasn't, uh, wasn't like the good old days. You were like partial writer for Mark, the nomad. Is that just rumor or is that's that just a rumor? That's just a rumor. That's, Mark, the nomads, Mark. Mark, the nomads, a buddy he, of mine. He's a prolific caller in the is, smack. Is off. he? He's a, He's one of the favorites, I think. Really? Year. Is he? Yeah. Wow. I, I didn't realize. I didn't know. I mean, I knew he participated, but I didn't know he was, he had a favorite status. Okay. Let's this not great. Speaking of speaking of people that call all of the shows, um, let's, let's do some voicemails. He's so easy to hate. Your time he likes to waste. His calls are far from great. His calls are far from great. He's such a stupid fuck. He seems down on his luck. 
His voicemails really suck. His voicemails really suck. No one's enjoying him. He's so annoying. Plus, so fucking boring and worthless. But he's got nothing else to do. And he's even worse than ish, 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 ish. His thoughts are useless shit, 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 shit. He's fat and got big tit, 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 tits. He's been well in Gardenia. Oh, okay, forgive me if I've played. I'm just, we haven't done any voicemails in a few weeks, so I'm not sure, or a couple weeks, so I'm not sure if I've done these or not. But uh, does that know that uh, Manuel Gardena is also Matt? Um, a, yep, he's, yeah, called, he's also a Smack Up participant. He yeah. can't be, that's he, impossible. He mentioned our that show to Rome, didn't he? Or was it Rogers? Yeah, he called because he, he calls Travis's show. They even they were using Manuel in a promo for Travis's show, which was just stunning <laughs> to me. Uh, but love Manuel, and what we may have a call from him here. Um, let's see who this is. I'll just play it. Hey, uh, what's up, guys? Um, this is Luke from Fort Collins here. I was listening to uh, the last episode, and I uh, really. Really stand with you guys on on your bagel philosophy. Um, did we talk? Did we play this already? No, and I don't think we did. We we, we discussed no, we, bagels. We went into a whole bagel philosophy on what to get. You know whether it's hot, that kind of right. thing. right. So I'm gonna i I basically nailed Ed's bagel order with a guess. You didn't. Yeah, I, I said I'm usually did. in everything. You're like what? I didn't expect that. Yeah, but then I said I go. You're either a plain or egg with butter guy, and you said. I'm usually in everything, but also I'll get an egg if they don't have everything. And then I go home and put my own butter on it. Oh, so I don't I, get there, but they put I, eight pounds of butter. Yeah, I know. Pretty much. Uh, I pretty much nailed that. They put it. If you're a cream cheese guy, they always, you got to tell them light cream cheese. Also, I'm, I've been thinking about going and hear me out. I've been thinking about stepping up to the scooped out. Bagel level. Where are you guys at on that? Out. You know, be you're aware Wait, that it exists. Out. What is that? Well, they, that's where they go Sounds with their like some sad version yeah. where you're like, nah, I just want the outside. Yeah, they go. They go. They take their no. fingers and they pull out all the bread. No. <laughs> in the middle. Please just give me the outside. I've 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 made it clear. I'm an everything double toasted with jalapeno cream cheese and avocado and tomato. With a little bit of lemon pepper on there, Jason Stewart. Let me guess your order. No, and I also yeah. said that's not my goat. My favorite thing yeah. is pork roll, egg, and cheese. But that's a sandwich. We're not talking bagel sandwiches. We're just talking uh, bagel. Mean, yeah. Hello. Well, Open you, face. You, you 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 listed like fourteen ingredients. That's, a, that's still a, like a sandwich. No, it's not a sandwich. That's an open face item. Jason Stewart, your favorite open face bagel. I'm going to guess it first. And then you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Jason Stewart, you like an onion bagel with plain cream cheese. Go ahead. Tell me I'm right. I think, um, mine is similar to yours. Um, I have a, an everything bagel toasted with regular cream cheese, but I feel like the double toasted. And if you guys, I do this, no, I'm a double toasted it, guy. It's, it's kind of you're, like you're not supposed to toast your bagels, by the yeah, way. You well, it's kind of like getting yeah. a, a well done steak at a really no. nice steak. You're not yeah. supposed to toast your bagel. It's too. Not twice, <laughs> that's for sure. 
It's too soft if they if they only toast it one time. It's too soft. They boil it, and, then they cook it. There's no need to toast it. And a lot of times, somebody who doesn't like a bagel, no, it needs the. T- it's for the texture. A lot of times, even when they double toast it, Mister Expert. Some guy in Southern California tell me how a bagel supposed to get at it. I'm telling you how, how, it, how it's supposed to come. It's a lot of times, even when I they take d- 18 slices of tomato and some avocado <laughs> and 14 scoops of peanut butter, get out of here. I'll tell you how a bagel's supposed to go. Double toasted, oftentimes doesn't have enough of the crunch texture. It depends on where you're going. Usually one toasting is enough. This is a well done steak. You're right, Jason. Yeah, it is. That seems to ruin the whole thing. No. But I ju- I, I Maybe just it's just my this, place. I just got this email in. Oh, no. Dear oh, uh, no. TBLS, I prefer the hard to the soft too. Signed, Jen and Jameson. Oh, my God, Jason. <laughs> You're laughing so hard at yourself. It's crazy. So you, I was right. Onion bagel, toasted, no, regular cream everything, cheese. Everything bagel. Basically. That's, I'm basically right. Love everything bagel. Uh, okay. Let's, let's, uh, let's. Let's get back to You're Luke. Amazing Kreskin over here. I did. I nail him every time. Let's get back to Luke here. Um, I worked for uh, I worked for Panera Bread for a freaking eternity, and the amount of grown ass adults that had to have like blueberry and chocolate Jesus. chip bagels was just really disheartening. It's like get in everything, get a yep. adult bagel that's got right. some flavor to it, something you know savory, like you said. So. We just need to grow up as a nation. Yeah. You know, maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. Totally whatever. Hey, banquet beer. Cheers, man. Peace. Fuck. Yeah. Appreciate there that. Luke. I love the banquet beer and you're right. It's, it's kind of like a ketchup on a hot dog. It's something that's allowable. A blueberry bagel or a chocolate chip bagel bagel is allowable until you're about eight, eight and four months years old. That's about, I mean, that's I about to cut off. I only get it once or twice a year. Blueberry muffin is great. That's not a, that's no. not a bagel. But you never need to get a blueberry bagel. Never. Never. I will also I'll, occasionally I'll do the locks and capers on there. I'll do a, an everything. Jesus. I'll do an everything with cream cheese, locks, salmon, so smoked greens. salmon and some capers on the top. Mm, delicious. That's Yeah, no thanks. That might no be thanks. that might be my next bagel. I don't I'm trying not to eat bagels cuz I'm fucking so fat right now. But next bagel I get when I'm when I allow myself a bagel, I'm going to do the lox bagel. It's a little cream with a little uh, with the capers on there. Okay, thanks for that Luke. Here's another one. Double hey guys, uh, first off, I'm a little disturbed by Jason, I, I noticed that you forgot to, you neglected to mention that Luke in Fort Collins was a longtime Twitter follower of yours. <laughs> well, it was, I was going to go with that one or that he has uh, an uncanny likeness to Moby. When you did that, one you, of those did that. you did that before last time we were on the yeah. show. Is this, this is LSU Lala, who has just a beautiful, deep, rich tone to his voice. Yes. Do you, is he also a longtime Twitter followers, follower of yours, Jason? And also... You have 20,000 or so Twitter followers. How do you know them all so well? LSU Lala? Yeah. A, Is gonna, that? Yeah. Uh, Chris L? L- LSU Lala? Yeah. yeah, L. No, he, do, he doesn't follow me. He doesn't? Oh, yeah. Should I hang no. up on him? I see that he follows you. Of course he does. Um, wow. He's a great guy. He calls the show. Let's see what he has to say. Brian and his uh, 
comments regarding Southern accents and politics. Uh, we've got a few good people down here, Brian. So you know, don't, don't hate on everybody. Of course but, not. Uh, what happened? Towards, uh, our- well, I I can't. We we're talking about accents. I, said, I can't remember, but I said something about Southern accents. Of course, I'm kidding. This is, I'm here for the jokes, guys. Don't don't take it personally. Yeah. Are getting with regard to Kissinger's accent. Uh, you know, a little known fact is uh, he used to date Madonna. I think they're the same age. <laughs> and whenever she was living in London, and she picked up the English accent, uh, I think that's about the time they started dating. And it it kind of went from there. So, you know. Little known fact, but that's how he ended up with Zach, and he did. Wow. But you guys would uh, yes. want to know. Interesting. So much like I Madonna, can, uh, he picked it I, up. I, I guarantee he commits, he pronounces it Vork, Vork crimes. He, um, LSU was really going for something there. I'm not sure he really nailed it, but oh, he's, still, it was all right. he's still one of my favorite college. Um, that reminds me, the Jordan documentary, I didn't watch it. I just caught like bits and pieces of it. I didn't like, I wasn't like watching it every Sunday night, but when, when it was on, I'd watch a few minutes of it and I liked it. I wonder, Jason, I wonder you work in sports, so I don't know. Uh, Also, I got this boxing on the boxing's on ESPN right now that, um, Ed Daly turned bad hair did. He lost. Yeah. He got TKO'd, but now Kevin Love has just gotten in the ring. Kevin Love standing in the ring. To fight some other big scary guy, a six Mr. rounder, JBT. Mr. JVT versus UCLA Donald great Hainsworth. Donald Hainsworth. Is that know. no? That's Albert Hainsworth that oh, you're thinking Al- of. Maybe yeah. they're related though. Although this Mr. JVT looks like he's about five nine, so I don't I don't think he's related. It doesn't to, look like this should, the fight's going to go the distance. I feel, <laughs> I feel I feel like Kevin Love's got it here. Kevin Love's a little more in shape. I feel like he's going to take it to this guy. Uh, Guido Vinello. Wow. <laughs> um, I was going to, I don't know if they covered this and I just thought of it because LSU brought up Madonna. So everyone knows that Michael Jordan is well known as a guy that likes to settle scores. And a lot of people were talking about how he, how Scotty Pippen got a bad edit in this Jordan documentary so much so that they, they extensively covered the bulls Knicks series where when they drew up the last, when Phil Jackson drew up the last play of the game and he gave the shot to Ku coach who you forget how, until you watch this, you forget how nice Tony Ku coach was, but he draws up the last play for Ku coach and, uh, and Scotty Pippen sits down, refuses to go in the game. 1.8 seconds left. It's a, it's, it's stained Scotty Pippen's career, but also the documentaries about Jordan, who wasn't on the team at the time. Like he's like, they just threw that in there just to fuck with Scotty Pippen. And there's long been a rumor. And I want to get your guys thoughts on this. Everyone knows Jordan likes to settle scores supposedly there was a time that Scottie Pippen was, would they'd go to New York and after the game, Scottie Pippen, Madonna's limo would come pick up Scottie Pippen and bring him to her apartment so he could pleasure her with his supposedly otherworldly 
massive hog. And this is something that irked Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan, he couldn't bang Madonna because while he's, you know, he's a big dude, he probably has an ample hog of his own. He didn't quite measure up to what Scottie Pippen was was packing and it always bugged him. Do you guys think that could be the reason? Again, I'm just passing along a rumor. I don't know if this is true or not. Do you guys think that could have been part of the reason that Jordan did Scotty so dirty in his own documentary? Jason, what do you think? Um, this is the first I've heard of this. You've never and heard so that rumor before. You work in as sports. You were, as you were talking, I Googled it and it does exist. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I always thought Rodman was with Madonna. He was I think also. He was too, right? Yeah. It's just, I and, mean, and Jose Canseco. Yeah, Mad- Hey, those people Whoa. who think that there's craziness out there, I remember. Oh, you don't want me to actually listen to it? No. No, what is um, that? It's Madonna commenting on it, I guess. But uh, I would say that Jordan, would Jordan really be jealous over Madonna? That's the like rumor. That? Oh, he's the pettiest he's piece very of shit petty. on earth. He's very petty. Oh, <laughs> Mr. JBT Donna, has though? already been canceled. Oh, oh JBT's huffing and puffing. Oh, did, did Kevin Love knock him out? Uh, TKO, he waved it off. <laughs> he quit. Um, so you would you would agree that that Jordan is that petty, and it could have been a dong slash Madonna related pettiness that caused him to do Scotty dirty in that documentary. Ed, I just think anything is possible because he's so petty. His yeah. Hall of Fame yeah. speech yeah, was, was great. Was taking shots at irrelevant players. Yeah. He's, He's a bad dude, He's and it's guy. why I did not watch this documentary. But I did watch, you know, I told you after the first half of the Lance Armstrong thing, and then I watched the second half while I was doing some work yesterday. Yeah. As it turns out, Lance Armstrong really is that bad. Yeah, he's a he, huge piece of shit. He, he agreed to this fucking it's documentary, I assume, for some sort of image rehab. Yes. And he couldn't help but be a complete piece of yes. shit. yes. I, by the way, <laughs> yes. I, 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 if you guys are d- done talking about these last two docs, did you guys watch the Bruce Lee one that just I started? Heard it's, something? Yeah. it's hard for me to uh, look at Bruce Lee ever again after watching uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? I mean, yeah, Tarantino yeah. just completely ruined his cred. Yeah. One of the best lines of any movie last year in quite some time was when when Bruce Lee was like, my hands are uh, what uh, are considered a, a uh, yeah. If a, I uh, kill someone, uh, yes, yep. yeah. if if I, if I if I punch someone and they die, I go to prison. Yeah, <laughs> Brad Pitt's like, yeah, it's called manslaughter. Right. Anybody, would <laughs> no, if good. anyone kills someone in a fight, <laughs> I, I mean, Bruce Lee was a real badass, but like before we knew that he was just like a dance fighter. You know, like like the the lowest ranked, smallest guy in the in the worst professional mis- mixed martial arts league could fuck Bruce Lee up in <laughs> under one second, right? We I all agree still, that that's I, true. I still enjoy the aura of Bruce Lee and a scene here sure. or there of Enter the Dragon. Like I still like him, but yeah, I I thought him getting clowned in that movie was terrific. He was a very committed, successful person. Like he's he was one of those guys that would have been successful in anything he chose to do. I'm not taking anything away from that, but as a fighter, the 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 shittiest 
like the best, no, like a mid-range high school wrestler could fuck Bruce Lee up very easily, right? <laughs> I don't know about high school wrestler, but I, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, I do want to go back to Lance for one second. Oh, yeah, real piece um, of shit. Uh, the one time Jay Stu and I met in person, I asked him, Who's the biggest piece of shit you've been around? Oh, he said Lance Armstrong. Oh, Jay Stu's going to make me cut that out now. Jason? No, not at all. Oh, oh you aren't? Okay, good. Yeah. And it's not that I was, I'd been around him. I think the question was something like, Who's just, who's a really bad guy that, that you've dealt with? Oh, and, yeah. uh, yeah, Lance used to um, he used to give exclusive interviews to Jim back in the day. We had that a real cozy relationship. I remember that. Um, which you know, in hindsight, doesn't make anyone look good. But um, we used to get him coming off his lame Tour de France wins, like the day after and stuff. And um, but he was, yeah, he was horrible to deal with. And then everything you heard, we put all those people on that were in the documentary. Yep. I think Tyler Hamilton and those guys. Every person Gorgeous eyes. on said yeah. the same thing. Yeah, about dreamy eyes. Yeah, beautiful. What'd they say about him? No, they they had nothing but shitty things to say about the oh, yeah. guy. I don't re- I don't remember anyone other than those like Kool Aid drinking um, cancer survivors. Right. Oh, hold on, they, hold on, Jason. Hey, hold Jesus. on, Jesus. Jason. Well, yeah. he, he was able to hoodwink those guys. Right. I mean, well, he, uh, hold on, hold on. Le- one couple things. Lance Armstrong is a massive piece of shit. Awful human being, but yeah, also, but asked, also, would you, uh, would you like to be relevant? And he goes, "I tell you, I am relevant." I mean, something, something like that. I mean, that's <laughs> true. He's not He's, though. Lance Armstrong is a massive piece of shit, but also is maybe one of the single greatest champions for the cause of curing cancer of anybody in history. Like you can't, you can't take that away from him just because he's an asshole. The same. Additionally, I would not say it's lame to win the Tour de France. It's a fucking stunning achievement that anybody could do that shit. It's just crazy. Drugs or no drugs, it's stupid what they do. They ride hundreds of miles over mountains for th- every day for three weeks. It's insane. It's and, he won, it- and, he, and he did it seven times in a row. Like, yes, He's a horrible human being, but he was badass at that thing that he was good at. That's all I I'll never say. acknowledged it, though. All right. I still don't. I don't never acknowledge it as a sport. Right. I think it's a, a test in the cardiovascular system. Yes. It's it's a test in what the human body could do. Sure. But I, I would just as rather watch a guy on a treadmill for right. three straight so days. The, so um, the mar- than watch the tour to running France. a marathon. The marathon is not a sport, right? Although that's like what the Olympic no, Games was founded on. It's it's impressive. It's actually, the I, first sport. Yeah. I'm, what what about the hundred meters? What about the hundred meters? Oh, he's discounting the first sport. Right. What about they're the, all feats? They're all feats and amazing. What about the hundred meters? Uh, cardiovascular and hundred meters is one thing. What is these it? Marathon runners. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's just a. Uh, to me, it's it's an amazing uh, feat that the body could perform, but yeah, which is, sport, which is called to athleticism. Is something to watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah, saying this, are you they're not say, athletic. Do you think golf is something to watch? Yes. So that's a sport. What about all those people? What about all those people that all the Tour de France riders crash into every time there is a Tour de France that are like on the side of the road? 
watching it. Is this, is it something to watch for them? No. Oh. Wouldn't you hate to be those people? Well, what you, about, see, you see like one leg of 10,000 miles or whatever the fuck. What, but they like it. What about, about car race? What? Yeah, exactly. You guys watching that F1 show on Netflix? Well, hold on. I don't want to, let's not, let's not get in the weeds here. What about my buddy Andy, who one time we were sharing a hotel room and he came out of the shower in the morning, we're getting ready to go somewhere. And he goes, Hey man, you mind if I throw on the tour? <laughs> And Just then he t- watching the Tour de France. I don't get that. I never understood that. Then he turned on the Tour de France on the television and he watched it. It's, so it's a sport for him. I, hey, look, I get that that Jay Stu like. So the hunt is the hundred meters a sport, Jason? They're they're. Uh, I wouldn't call them a sport okay. as much as just like an amazing uh, feat of athletics. What about the, what about the pole vault? Again, I'm not. I, uh, I'm not going to ever stop to watch these. So things. nothing no. in the so nothing in the Olympics is a sport, as far as you're concerned. Swimming. I might give you the uh, I might give you the the 100 meter. I might give you the hurdles. So it's like a distance. I'm, I might stop. Congrats. Yeah. Well, boy, Mister Mister JBT just got fucking dotted right on his the crown that on his eye socket, and he went to sleep. It was pretty badass. Uh, okay. Lance Armstrong. Uh, one more. Let's do one more call, and then we'll get into this movie that we're here to talk about. Hold on. Here we go. And that's what she said. Uh, hey, oh, what up, fellas? Just wanted to say, God bless. Oh, Paul's well with you guys. Bri, Bri, Bex, Easy Edward Daly. Although I don't agree with all that you guys say or portray, I just want to tell you guys. Got a lot of love for you guys. Stay blessed. Be safe. Be well. All right, Manuel. Hey, Manuel. Right, Manuel. Fan of you as well. Love right. your, love your participation. Good luck in the smack off. I hope you're able to defeat the the likes of um, Tom and. Did you say Mark the Nomad? Well, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to like make up. I don't know any callers besides. Well, my good friend Silk, I know Silk probably calls in, but other than that, and Matt in LA and Mark the Nomad, I'm pre- and not Jason Stewart apparently, I'm not I'm not too keyed into to who's participating. But good luck to all the competitors. Is it this Friday, Jason? No, it's uh next Friday. Next Friday. So a week from I thought, Friday. I thought it was on Good Friday. No longer. Um, it's been replaced. Yeah, it, yeah, it's changed. Okay. All right. I'm going to play the trailer. This is what we're talking about today. Oh, no. There better not be a commercial. Cindy Mancini and Ronald Miller live on the same street, but they're in totally different worlds. Wouldn't you like to be popular? Cindy's hot. Ronald's not. But he's got a plan that could change all that. I want to rent you. Rent me? Yeah. You pretend you like me, and we go out for just a... He wants to rent her. Problematic. Hold that thought. Just going out with me is not going to make you popular. Well, I have a thousand dollars. It says it will. Now, the biggest social transformation in history... No hand-holding, kissing, and I get my lunch hour off. ...is about to begin. Okay, Donald. We're ready. Listen to you one last thing. Yeah. My name is Ronald, not Donald. Mm. 
I think that's Ronald Miller. Didn't you like to mow our lawn? Ronald's over in no man's land, and he's still alive. He's going from totally geek to totally chic. Let's dance! That one buddy of his that's a dork, not the ginge guy, but the other guy with the flat top, that guy was in every single movie in the 80s. He's in Gleaming the Cube. His best scene was Anderson in Ben Stein's class in uh, Ferris Bueller. Yes. He's like, Anderson, Anderson, he's like, like all angry. Yes, yeah, he's great. (laughs) Totally out of control. I have moves. All I ever did was think about you. Say yourself. Don't change. Me change? Never. It's the comedy that proves a thousand dollars can buy popularity, but it can't buy me love. Can't buy me love. 1987 American teen romantic comedy directed by someone called Steve Rash. Do we know what else he directed? I can find out. I, mean, I can tell you right now. Hold on. Uh, I looked up the writer. Okay. Let's see what else this guy directed. I can't imagine. He's got too many. Oh, son-in-law with Polly Shore. <laughs> Can't buy me love, son-in-law. Oh, Eddie, is that the one with Whoopi Goldberg? Hope, yes, hope, where she's the coach of the Knicks. Right, hopefully he was drummed out of Holly. Oh, he directed the Buddy Holly story, I believe. Who's the guy? Gary Busey, starring yep. Gary Busey. In the, like, the 70s? Yes, 1978, the Buddy Holly story. Uh, so he's got some things. He's done some other not as well-known stuff. Uh, he directed it. It's stars Patrick Dempsey and Amanda Peterson, RIP in a story about a nerd nerds. It's were written. Yeah. Written by the guy who wrote the episode of 90210 where, where Emily Valentine sets the float on fire. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Who could forget? Um, it's a story about a nerd at a high school in Tucson, Arizona, where a lot of ass gets eaten, who gives a cheerleader a thousand dollars to pretend to be his girlfriend for a month. The film takes its title from a Beatles song of the same title. Did we need that? Did we need that detail? I think that's pretty apparent to everybody. They even licensed the song. Um, shot on location at Tucson Magnet High School, then known as Tucson High School. There was some there was some cheerleading in the movie that it was pointed out to me. Choreographed by former Laker girl choreographer. Choreographed everything, huh? Paula Abdul. Um, you know what? I will yeah. say this: that the cheerleading part it's very was good. good. Very it good. It was, was, yes. was put together. Yeah, now they they did acknowledge in that summary that that it was on location in Tucson, Tucson. This high school. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I have written down that it looks like um, the actual uh, playground is awful. The grass is like yellow. Yeah, and then like if you look across the street, it looks like they're right in the middle of Compton. Like they're like I thought it was like Dominguez High. Right. Um, but I, I guess that was a wrong guess. Um, nope. <clears throat> Tucson is this. I don't recall. Let's take a guess. How much you guys think it cost to make this movie? Not very much, right? There weren't any stars. No stars. Right? No stars. Had to be pretty low budget. I'll, I'll just tell you. I think they had to pay a lot of money to Michael Jackson for the rights to that song. Right. Four point. Maybe. That was probably that probably cost him a couple hundred grand. You're right, Jason. Um, Four point seven million dollar budget. Worldwide gross. 
$31 million. Pretty big hit for the time. And But also, if you're of a certain age, if you're of a generation that we are, this movie was a cultural touchstone. I can remember who I was before I saw Amanda Peterson. And I can remember who I was after I saw Amanda Peterson because I had a sexual awakening to this movie. (laughs) There was no question about it. I became sexually aware after seeing Can't Buy Me Love. I was in love with this girl. Uh, What are your guys' thoughts? What year did it come out? 1987. 87. Jason, you're a little bit older. You were probably already um, clocking ass at that time. At at 14 or mm -hmm, 15, I she, I just remember that. That was the one takeaway that how distractingly stunning she was. And that was always my takeaway. And then like many years later, you're like, whatever happened to that? And then mm-hmm. I did a quick search and we found out what happened to her. But at the time of this movie, um, I don't know if there was a more like beautiful actress than her in this particular movie. I don't know and, what else she did. but she And usually amazing. in these kind of movies... It's a woman playing a high school girl. She really was high school aged. That doesn't surprise me. She was like 16. She, I remember her, I think she had a series, but that was about it. I'll I'll give you her IMDb right now. Well, she was not a lot of credit. She was on father Murphy. Was that with that Mormon football player, Merlin Olson? Uh, Oh no, no. Or was it Mr. C? I think father Murphy. Mysteries. Oh, no, yeah. No, uh, Father Murphy was, in fact, Merlin Olsen, also dead. Well, Merlin Olsen was massive. That dude was big. Um, she was all, she was on Silver Spoons. What's that? Silver Spoons, yeah. Couple episodes, right? One episode, one episode of Silver Spoons. Then she was on a TV show called Boone as the, as the character Squirt Sawyer. <laughs> oh, man. Easy, Ed. Jeez. Um, then she was on, oh, A Year in the Life. I remember that show. She was on A Year in the Life. I believe that was NBC. Um, then she did Can't Buy Me Love, More A Year in the Life. Oh, Doogie Howser, MD. It really just didn't, you thought she would become a big star, and she just kind of yes. like worked a little bit and, and, and quit working not long after. Her last credit was is something called Windrunner. In 1994, of course, we did find out later that she that she had a, sort of a sad life, turned to drugs, and eventually passed away in her early 40s. But in 1987, she was fucking banging. How old was she in 1987? Still pretty young, right? 16 or something. Yeah. I was 11, so I don't feel guilty. No, it's fine. It's fine. We were of age. Um, so she's like, she's like a... Um, the hot cheerleader and this Patrick Dempsey mows her lawn. Now this is one of these things. It's like when, uh, when Rachel, okay. I can't think of her name. Lee Cook. Lee Cook. Yes. I Lee knew she Cook had three names. And she's right. You just, you put, you give a girl a ponytail and some glasses and she's a real dog. And then you take them off and you're like, Oh my God, how did I not know she was hot? So I was, I was fooled. Like when this movie came out, I'm like, Oh, look at this nerd. And then I watched it a couple days ago and I'm like, this Patrick Dempsey was beautiful. He's so yeah. handsome. He is yeah. handsome. However, they did a good job of making him a nerdy piece of shit because he's wearing a giant safari hat when he's mowing the lawn in the first scene. Yeah. And then 
the scene where he approaches her, he's wearing a beret. Um, yeah, that's that's problematic. I, I, I will yeah. say this. There, I hadn't seen it since that one night in the theater. For some reason, I have not seen it over the last uh, 23 years. Yeah. So I saw it the other day. The movie holds up, first of all. It's and good. I, I'm, su- mm. I'm surprised by how well acted uh, the roles were. Yeah. I think Dempsey's great, and I yep. think she's great. Like, yes. she's, she's, like, solid. Oh, she's great. Uh, I thought it would be a lot more corny and a lot more whimsical, but it, it's a good story. I mean, solid for late 80s. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty good. Um, the, who else is it? Oh, the little brother. Oh, he was good. Seth Green. He was great. He was, he was just tormenting his whole family. Right. Right. Um, I think he, yeah. he had the, uh, he had, I think maybe the line of the movie, if not the second best line of the movie. What did he say to, uh, to his brother when they said that, uh, we're going to, uh, go play cards. What what did uh what did he say? Do you remember? I'll let you say it. No, no. What? You know, tell he, me. I, I just remember cards with the tards. Yeah. yeah oh wow! Wow, Ed. Cards with the tards. Ed, problematic, Ed. buddy. I was Jeez. Him to say. Wow. In, in the, the late eighties, that was well in bounds right. and and very funny. Looking back, yeah, it's it's yeah. horrible, but it's it was it made me laugh out loud. So it's still working. Yeah, there were a lot of like faces that you saw a lot in the eighties. Who's the guy that played Big John? Um, he was in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he was in a lot of stuff. He Major was, League Two, I want to say, was the yeah. thing I remembered him in. Eric, the Eric Bruscotter. He was uh, in uh, Crimson Tide, yeah. Starship Troopers. He was also 21 years old when they made this. He I guess was, it's not that bad, but he, he seems was the most problematic character in this movie. He really is. He has he has a gas issue. Which it's I get that you could do that one or two times, but three or four times when he's clearing a room, when he's choking people out, like what was he eating? You know, was it was it a dietary situation or what what was going on that this guy just was under the impression it was cool to be that way? Yeah, well, no, it's it's a it's 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 a a 1987 version of creatine or roids or human growth hormone. It really turns your insides out. I think that's what they were implying. This movie was trying to. Uh, trying to warn the major league baseball that steroids is about to be rampant. And also what now uh, Patrick Dempsey, Ronald Donald, he knew his little brother, Seth green was in the back of his dad's station wagon. And yet he (laughs) still pointed big John's ass directly into his vehicle. And I get the whole idea of trying to, tear gas your little brother but you know when you get back in the car later you know it's it's tucson it's a dry arid climate there yeah it's that's gonna that's gonna linger whatever whatever comes out of big john is more dense than the actual air in the tucson area so he just goes and he just puts it in the car that's gonna be there when he gets back in the car with his date possible action killer what do you guys think about that that decision by ronald yeah but the date 
I think that was the Barbara date. She yeah. seemed like she was she was down for whatever. That's well, she's far there. Well, hold on. Let's let's Big John. He did he did stints on. He was everywhere. Amazing stories. Mr. Belvedere. You name it. First and ten. Three for the road. Uh, War of the Worlds. Head of the class. I mean, he was everywhere in the eighties. Tour of Duty miniseries. Yep. Cheers. The Wonder Years. Quantum Leap. Dragging the Bruce Bruce Lee story. There's a callback. Major League Two as Rube Baker. Good call. Oh, Ed. Beverly Hills 90210 as belligerent guy. Crimson Tide. Jag. I mean, the guy works. Walker, Texas Ranger. Star Trip Troopers. Um, He so he's Pat uh, Ronald. Sorry. He goes on a date with Cindy Mancini, or he he pays Cindy Mancini. She her mom has this suede outfit that's just very of the eighties. It's like a tan the hooker outfit suede thing. Yeah, it's like a it's like a pencil skirt with uh with like a um bikini top suede bare midriff with a matching blazer, and she goes to a party and immediately. By the way, yeah. By the way, there there's you know there's something called. Um, foreshadowing yeah. uh, in books and yeah. movies and stuff. Yeah. yeah, there's foreshadowing, and then there's hitting you over the head with yeah. something's about to happen. She um, denies her mother, who told her not to wear it. Do not wear my suede suit. She goes to the party and has this exact exchange. Um, someone compliments her on her suede. And she's like, yeah, it's pretty good. And the woman says, my mom would never let me wear something like that. It's way too hard to clean. Yeah. yeah. You know, the person who said that, that was Amy Dolan's, Mickey Dolan's daughter. Another babe. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So she immediately, she goes to a party and Gerardo. The party looks like a Coors Light commercial. Yeah. Gerardo. Well, Gerardo. He's a rapist, right? Like he's, he's being over. He's like talking to some girl. He's like, yeah. He's like, Hey, you freshmen are pretty hot. looks like you got some moves. How about you uh, come back over here and let me put it in there. And it's like very rapey. (laughs) And then he, we should, should we note who Gerardo was? Cause he plays Ricky. But I think it was like um, a few years later when he became who he was. Right. After his appearance in this movie, he showed up later with a big MTV hit. Rico. Basically all the lyrics. This movie holds up this song not so much. Whoa. Agree to disagree. He's wearing a leather jacket with no shirt underneath in the video, by the way. Yeah, Gerardo's at the party and he's doing something that I gotta say, I never saw one single time in high school. He's sipping a glass of red wine. No, no, no. <laughs> you're you're confusing two different different people. Oh, same difference. Using him with Quint. Quint, yeah, was one Teen Wolf teammates. Oh, right. That's right. It well, they both had dark hair. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Quint is sipping. It's just 
enjoying a, a glass of Cabernet at a high school party, which I don't, I can't. <laughs> the only thing more shocking was when, um, was when big John Ronald cruises in and big John's like, Hey, you want to brew? And Ronald's like, yeah, you got any A and W? <laughs> I mean, uh, he, you know, he had to know. By the, hey, by the way, Ronald uh, wasn't at this party now. Yeah, whatever. You know, I'm, I'm mixing them up together. There, yeah. there was a, there were a couple parties and I don't know which party. Yeah, there's multiple this. parties. I, I did write a note down that um, one of the, uh, the, would you say promiscuous uh, girls at the high school said to Big John at one of the parties, um, so tell me the real reason they call you Big John. And I'm thinking, yes. you mean other than me being just a really big guy well, with a massive head? There, there, there has to be another reason. He, well, he probably had a Scotty Pippen going on. Well, she'd heard the rumor. That was that was one of his fart scenes? Yeah, yeah. She sure. says that to him, so he's he's got the green light, and he's like, "Hang on a second. And then he goes over to the window. I think that was another fart in Chucky's face situation. Yes. Yes, that was the running joke, fart a fart joke throughout the movie. Yeah, it was. It, it, that was Mister uh, Big John had an issue with that. He was, he you know, let it go quite a bit throughout the movie. It was a, it was a running gag. Um, so what? So what happens? He she stains the dress. Ronald sees her at the mall where they have the exact same dress on display with a big sign that says a thousand dollars. And, and by the way, he yeah. just he was just at a store because he he mowed lawns yep. and he got fifteen hundred bucks in his pocket, yep. burning a hole in his pocket. Yep. He was going to spend one thousand dollars exactly on a telescope. Yep. How did we know it was a thousand dollars? Because of this big sign that was cheaply written <laughs> in some sharpie yes. that said one thousand dollars. <laughs> and then and then he sees the store across the mall. Very like high upscale, like yep. very classy with a thousand dollar suede suede jacket. And how do we know that was a thousand bucks? The same Sharpie sign yeah, and the, the high quality <laughs> retail store. Do you think they, um, they, they used the same sign? They just moved it over from one store yeah. to the other. <laughs> can can we backtrack? There was a, an important part to establish who Cindy uh was. Her boyfriend, they're all sitting around the TV right. for the party, and it's like uh Oh, look, Bobby's going to be on TV. And you find out her boyfriend is now a freshman at the University of Iowa. Yeah, that's right. And he goes, oh, the thing I'll miss most is uh, is the massage machine back at my high school, Tucson <laughs> High School. So uh, on multiple levels, that's a real fuck you to C Cindy. Yes. But it's oh, also yeah. a fuck you to Hayden Fry yes. and the Big Ten facilities yes. Yes. because – you're saying a high school uh, mas massager is more important than anything they have in the Iowa gyms? Come also, on. And also, and also he's number 33. Is he a running back? Well, he had the half jersey on. Remember, back at that time, uh, Doug Flutie was number 22. Yeah. And he also right. he also had the midriff. He also bore the midriff in his jersey. What, what, by, by the way. While, while Ed is on that scene, it, it does call to attention the old TV show and movie trick where uh, a character says, turn on the TV, such and such yeah. is on. And as they run into the living room to turn on the TV, somehow it's perfectly queued up to what they need to show. That's right. The, the channel's already there. 
Yeah, that's it. it, it it's the perfect. It, it's like not even like midstream. It's like right at the beginning of when where you need to have it. It's like the second most commonly used thing other than the door knock on TV shows and movies. Yeah. I don't know if it happened here, but do you ever notice how impatient people are at the yeah. door yeah. in TV yeah. movies? Mm-hmm. It's like you, th- this is a typical TV or movie uh, door knocking situation where they just want to talk to the person inside or the opposite or the opposite. Yeah. They open the door right before someone's right. going to knock. Right. Right. But, but it's, the, al- I, it's always like spastically it's a, it's a quick knock and then come on, let's go. Where are you? Like, like, like literally like two seconds after yeah. the first knock. Like, I want to give the, the door uh, that fast. I want to give the set dresser an F minus because you could dress a, a girl's room high school girls room with some cool things of the time. And there's just a giant sign on Mancini's wall that just says outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. What is no that? Posters. Come on. Yeah. Um, also, I can't recall how many times too many to count that I've turned on my TV and some bench warmer from the ninth best team in the big 10 was on TV <laughs> doing an exclusive interview. <laughs> I can't like, what are the odds? Um, And so Ronald's real obsessed with being popular and his, you know, this is, this is kind of prescient for now. When we talk about like living in the moment and everything that's going on in the world, he really wants something that is of so little consequence in the big picture. And all his friends seem to realize it. his buddy, the the ginger, I would say, I would say Ronald is more, uh, realistic portrayal of a high school kid than Hans Klopek, his buddy, the ginge, you know, the kid from the burbs. Right. Uh, because like most kids are obsessed with, you know, whether it's their social media likes or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, that is what people are chasing in high school. I guess so. Uh, well, Ronald definitely was. So he pays Cindy to be his girlfriend for a month and they don't really have the details of it worked out which bad negotiating tactic for ronald i mean he eventually gets what he wants but he's already bought her the outfit when he shows up to school and he's like you're gonna be my girlfriend for a month and she's like a week and then he's like you're gonna have lunch with me every day and she's like one day a week and they have to do the whole negotiation you're gonna want to do that before you fork over the grand for the unreturnable suede suit right like that didn't make much sense fair but at the same time when she approached him at the store when he approached her at the store she should have saw him in the beret and be like it's it's gonna cost you 1500 yeah yeah, it's impossible it's impossible this guy this guy guy, by the way putting a thousand dollars up for somebody else's suede suit that's a lot of money especially in the late 80s from a high schooler yeah and and he kind of gets railroaded he get he gets the shit end of the stick for an amazing gesture. Yeah, like she starts to she starts to lowball him right from the beginning. It's like, hey, he just paid for your shit. Why are you trying to negotiate on your side? Do what this guy wants. He just bailed you out for crying out loud. That's what I was screaming but, at my yeah, TV set. Yeah, that's true. But it's it's no skin off her payday back. Payday for yeah. him. Yeah, all of this accomplished before New Year's in one year. Yeah. I mean, it paid off for him. Yeah. Well, 
But what did he what did he do with his newfound fame? He got some he got started wearing bolos, varnish sunglasses with the little chain with the little strap around them that so they you, they could hang around your neck and then he would stand up on the on the wall at school and pop lock for <laughs> the other uh, the quote unquote cool kids and also they're like hey there's like some people were like hey there's ronald from elementary school like they all had gone to school together and this comes to a head later in the movie they'd all gone to school together in elementary school but cindy who was neighbors with him whose lawn he mowed for years thought his name was donald yeah, I liked when she paraded him down the, you know, she took him down the hallway for the first time. And Quint was like, who's the dick with ears? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm part of her part of his Rachel Lee Cook transformation is she rips the sleeves off his what looks like his dad's shirt. She's more powerful than Hulk Hogan. I mean, she's just like, and both the fucking (laughs) sleeves are gone from the shirt, exposing Ronald's guns. Uh, It looked like she had had some experience there. I want to say that maneuver specifically has been used in other movies. Oh, yeah, for sure. That that really makes you look cooler to have your exposed weak arms uh, outside of a dress shirt. But it worked uh, because, let's see. One of the ladies that he ends up uh, having sex with, she made a comment right off the bat. Like Big. they, like they, they said, "Who the hell is the geek?" Yeah, and then, but she gave it to him. She's like, "But that's a pretty cool shirt." Yeah, uh, dig the sleeves or something, uh, or dig the shirt. That was Patty. She was. I thought she was. She was the next most attractive. Is she? And she was twenty six in real life. She's she, no. She's not. She's not the one that went on to do porn. Is she? No, that's that's Iris. Iris. But well, hold on. Patty did not to be counted out. She did do some softcore. Softcore. Yeah. Yes. I, I thought that was Iris who did the softcore. No, erotic. I'm looking at her IMDb. Erotic Confessions. Erotic Patty. Confessions volume Patty 6. Yeah, Patty. Um Up All Night, but she also was in some real shit too. Vice Academy Part Three. These are all um breast bearing roles, I could tell you without oh, even looking. In that in in the first day of school, I want to point out also is Rico Suave was wearing a halter top. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was. Uh Iris is the one that actually did porno. Yeah, let's let's like see. Full blown porn? Yeah, Devin did. Yeah, she was on Stern. Devin DeVasquez. Let's, uh, I think also playboy. Like she was, she was, uh, I feel like she was on Stern multiple times. Yeah. I'm going to have to do some research. I'm Googling her. I'm Googling her as we speak. Devin DeVasquez, Baton Rouge, Florida. There's a surprise. Um, interesting. Okay. Images. It's these, these are all more real. Oh, playboy centerfold, June, 1985 playmate. I feel like she had a little Apollonia in her, right? Mm, mm, Yeah. A little, yeah. I mean, it's the 80s. Um, And uh, I also like when Rico Suave, I think on that same day, in like home ec, he then takes his shirt off. He's just wearing an apron. Yeah. Yeah. I made that note as well. Yeah. (laughs) Shirtless and home ec. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty. Oh, my God. She's a real estate agent in L.A. now. 
Long, I've seen those porn. Along the with her, her husband. Fake real no, 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 no. She's an actual. Oh, you, you know she's a big star because she has made it to Wiki Feet. If you want to, if you're anybody that's ever appeared in anything, the way you'll know that you've made it is your feet will appear on the foot fetish <laughs> website, Wiki Feet, where yeah, they will I, uh, rank them. I've I seen her in the movie Open House, I believe. <laughs> the, uh, the, I made a couple notes about the first watch. You guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. So they walk through the cool hallway and they go to the first lunch, which is a big deal because now Patrick Dempsey is going to sit at the cool table. He's always been at the, the nerd table. Yep. And this is where um, she kind of lives up to her bet. You'd think that she would have been hesitate, hesitant to do this, but, um, but no, she, right from the very beginning, uh, one of the jocks says, Hey, losers are to the left. That was to Dempsey. Yeah. yeah. And, and she says, um, I guess you'll be, you'll be taking the a right turn. Then that's the asshole section. Yeah. That's pretty good. And, and then as they're like talking because she stuck, stuck up for him, they like warming up to the guy and they're like, uh, he starts making football references to their football team. And then they're like, have you ever been to any of the games? Yeah. I've never seen you there. That's weird. That's and, weird. And my recollection of a high school game is yeah. a bunch of people just show up and then the players are playing. I don't think that any players are taking inventory of everybody who's ever been at every one of their games. No. The only like, thing I remember about my games <laughs> were there were like maybe 20 people there. Nobody cared. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Um, yeah. So guys, I was concerned that I had my, um, I had my safe search on or something. And then I realized I just needed to type in Devin DeVasquez NSFW mm. to find all of her playboy experiences. And uh, yeah, she does kind of have an Apollonia thing going on um, and quite the bush. This was, this was 1985, <laughs> like extremely, extremely, uh, there was no, there was no grooming done back then as you might imagine. Um, but yeah, good job, Devin DeVasquez. So the, the next big quote, other than yeah. the, uh, cards with the tards and I never give you suggestions of what you should, you might name these podcasts, but I think that. Maybe in the running for what you should call this podcast is from totally geek to totally chic. Yeah, that was like that. Wasn't that like the tagline? I feel like that was in the trailer. Yeah. I feel like you heard that oh, a lot. Was that back in then. the trailer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also, I I want to point out that that nerd table. I mean, um, I think I although I did I did like this movie. It would have been more compelling if his nerd crew or more specifically Kenneth worm man um, were more likable. Kenneth is a real drag. Like at that first lunch, he's doing the tuck the napkin into your neck yeah. thing. He, he and he's, he's always just, he's a real bummer. Like Ronald is spying on the cheerleaders yeah. and he's essentially being like, yeah, wouldn't you love to uh, fuck these girls? And Whoa, he's like, geez. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, he's yeah. saying something yes. of that essence and ken's like yeah not in our league we're losers <laughs> yeah. like, we're going away let's play cards and then he's wearing that 
dumb like visor when they play cards. He's a he's a real bummer. He, I think that there one thing can be said about all the '80s movies that we've ever done. I think there's one common thread, and and because everybody was on coke making it the movie, right. I think that's why this was. The stereotypes are very enhanced. Like I always felt like they overdid the nerds, they overdid the jocks. It's just that's what '80s movie was all about: taking a stereotype and overdoing it. Who was the uh, the Asian character in Sixteen Candles? Right, Long Duck Dong. Blatant, blatant mm-hmm. racist character. Right. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, th- I thought that the the nerds were played up a little bit. But I did think that this red haired guy, who was also in uh, Children of the Corn, he was in Colors. He was one of the white dude in yeah, Colors. Yeah, he was Rocket. He was Hans Klopek from the Burbs. That's his big. Oh, right. I remember that too. Yeah, he's he has like a thousand credits. He's still working, but um, but I think that he kind of comes around with me. He 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 showed. I thought he did a pretty damn good job by the end of the movie of uh of making Ronald feel like shit. Oh yeah, in the, at the uh, same time let, letting him in a little bit. I thought he like I said this movie was much better acted than I ever thought it I'm would be. I'm not saying he's a bad actor. I'm just saying he yeah, was the a character. real bummer of a character. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, 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 I got that early on. Yeah, totally. Totally agree with you. Um, what else happened? What else What well, else they, do we need they, to discuss? They need to make her look like a human, right? She's not just the captain of the cheerleading squad. Yeah. They have this little uh, give and take that shows her as like a, a you know, a nice human being that does things. And she, um, he told her, she's like, all I do really well is hang out and cheerlead. And, um, and, and he says, you know, you could do anything you want, anything you put your heart and mind to. I really believe that, which is total bullshit. Like of of the list of advice that people could give, I think that's always like a mail it in thing. Like that's totally, totally bullshit. Like, Patrick Dempsey will never be able to play forward for the Lakers. No, it's no true. matter how Don't much follow he your puts dreams. his heart and mind into yep. it, it's just bullshit. But she, she, she is a poet. She starts uh, voicing the, uh, a a poem that she read. He thinks it's the greatest thing ever. They go to the airplane. And wasn't on the first yard. day? Like, yeah, he yeah. wasn't sure about him at eight yep. a.m. Yeah, and then they go out to. He's cleaning her car. School. He washes her car. Yep. And then she's reading poetry. She's all about him on day one. Her her cabriolet, which was the quintessential hot girl car of 1987. A, a, a white convertible right. cabriolet was about as hot as you can get in 1987. A, Absolutely. A.K.A. if you grew up where I grew up, a bitch bucket. <laughs> here, here she comes in her bitch bucket. Um, well, there's a couple things we do need to talk about. First yeah. of all, um, we have to talk about Ronald. You, I, I, she, the last night where she really, the last night of their arrangement, she's ready to to have sex with him, and he's like, "No, let's go climb this wall." And then he has the douche chill line of the movie when uh, when she's like, "Wow, look at all the airplane gra- graveyard." He goes. This is real history, not the stuff we memorize in books. Our grandparents sure knew how to make things that last. Yeah, yeah. There was one that had been the bottom of the ocean. Two things there. Ronald, huge fucking loser. Has there ever been anybody worse at reading the signs? Like, 
She was putting it out there, dude. She was way yes. into you. And he she didn't t- want to break up. No, she he didn't even realize it. He starts the fight at school when she's just trying to like let him know like, hey, maybe we should talk about this. I actually like you. Then they go to the airplane graveyard and Amanda Peterson, Cindy Mancini's like, what is this magical place you bring me to with the airplanes in the desert? You live in fucking Tucson. There's two things in Tucson, a fucking C-rated college and the fucking airplane graveyard. There's nothing else there. You don't know what's in your hometown. It's one of exactly two things there. And and if if he had any game whatsoever, if he he was self-aware and if he was picking up on signs, there's a perfect line to drop. And it would be uh, as they're in the uh, airplane graveyard, he just says, do you want me to show you my cockpit? (laughs) See, now, Jason, you're I happen to know you're in a relationship. You have a very nice girlfriend these days. But but in the past, you were quite the ladies, man. Is that the type of line you would use (laughs) on your on your Tinder sleighs back in the day when you when you would often have to quit in the middle of the of a podcast to go take care of something uh that it couldn't that couldn't possibly be what you were actually doing back then right let me sh- can i show you my cockpit yeah it, no the, i was i was never in a position where i was in a field of uh retired planes but maybe well, I also it would be would you care to show me your it wouldn't a guy doesn't have a cockpit right yes that's a good point that's also a good uh, point i <laughs> And so I also want to point out the day of their breakup, I have this note, Barbara might be wearing Rico Suave's halter top. She's wearing the same exact shirt. She's wearing the white halter top. And so that is a, that is a weird kind of detail when, um, when immediately after Cindy breaks up with Ronald, both Barbara and Patty are like, I can't wait to get that dick. Like I'm a, I'm going to be licking his balls tonight. Isn't usually, isn't it usually understood that you're not allowed to date your friend's man, at least until a, a cooling yeah. off period is had or a discussion is had uh, Barbara and, and Patty kind of bad friends. They're bad yes. friends, but they're, I mean, Ronald, this pay the investment paid off. Oh, no doubt. I think like, he, he ended up ha- having sex with three of them, right? Yeah, three yeah. of them and the could have had sex with the hottest girl in right. the school. Cindy Mancini. Right. And who's the, who's the one that got it? Cause he was, he, again, he was no Jay Stew with the ladies. This guy was gameless and he goes, I've never felt a titty. I've never seen a titty quite this pretty. Yes. He's, yes. he goes to like drop her off and she's like, boy, Ugh. you are not catching the signs. How about I just expose my breasts to you to let you know that I'm into you. I mean, just, just how, what girl wouldn't be immediately turned off by this dude's lack of game. Um, also, I don't know where he appears, but I think we can't discuss the movie without talking about Cindy's mom's boyfriend. I believe it's Rock. I, oh, yes, yeah. I didn't. I so, about that so we need to establish that Cindy is, aside from the poetry, she's a little bit of a damaged person. What we're learning is that this whole popularity thing is sort of, a, and the cheerleading is is sort of a front 
she puts up because she's hurting inside. Her dad's not around. Her mom's out whoring. <laughs> that's why she's what? that's why she's got the suede suit in the first place. Then of course. She, she brings her dates over and her dates are like, hey, how about I finger your daughter real quick before we go out? I mean, just like a just a stunning, stunning, horrible home life for Cindy Mancini. Is that what you're getting at, Ed? Yes, that's exactly right. It's one of those scenes that in Maybe 1987, so oh. it may have been acceptable. I don't think if you made a movie today, you could include that scene with no. Rock. No. There was, it, no. it was beyond creepy. He, yep. he was looking her up and down, overstating how much he wanted to have sex with her right there in the uh, in the doorway. Horrible. And by the, by the way, uh, while we're talking about her damage her being damaged and not having a dad and stuff. There was an exchange and I'm probably jumping, jumping uh, way, way ahead, but there was this odd exchange. Did you guys also find this odd where um, she's home alone, her mom's home alone and they're bonding. And her mom says this, there's a good movie on TV tonight. And instead of asking the question that any normal human being would ask, yeah. which is, oh, yeah, what movie is that, mom? The daughter says, oh, yeah, let's do it. Like, <laughs> there's a good movie on TV tonight that nobody actually says that. No. One of 10,000 movies Whoa. is on TV. Hold tonight. on. Hold on. This was. This was 1987. I mean, was had the yes. Fox Network even came out, come out yet? This no. is. No, there were three networks. Right, there were three networks, and then you'd also have a Channel Five and a Channel Thirteen, and if you were lucky, you'd have a Channel Nine with some like local, like Popeye would be on middays or Gilligan's <laughs> Island. So it's like if if the mom if mom's like, hey, something's on TV, she's gonna be all in. Plus, her mom is ignoring her to go out and chase Dick five nights a week. Like she. <laughs> Her mom's she's starving for some sort yes, of parent. Her mom's like, she's like any kind of attention I can get from my mom. I'm not going to have to go out and, and have my tits pushed up well, in her, in her suede outfit tonight. Well, obviously the ex, uh, given the, uh, lifestyle and the brand new cabaret and the suede out, I, she obviously was accustomed to a certain standard of living. The alimony is probably running yep. dry yep. soon. Good point. What this what this guy was, uh, Rock, was a guy with a lot of money. Meal ticket. And, Meal ticket. And, and, and she was after she, she just wasn't after anybody. She wasn't after a kind person that would treat her right. She needed to keep up the lifestyle. That's what this mother was. about. Did we did we do we find, know what happened to the dad? Was that alluded to? Ed, you pay no. attention to the details. And what what the, did the no, mom I, sell real estate or something like what was I, going I, on? Because they live in a nice be, neighborhood. I've probably seen this movie like eight times in my life and I don't know what happened to the dad. Right. No, it's never referred to. Yeah, it's that's, never referred that's on the cutting room floor, apparently. Um, I need to go to, I need to go to one more exchange and I don't know if is, it was at, tell the, us. at a party or at, at the dance. Um, there was a party where, uh, where a woman said to Rico Suave, do you work just as hard off the field as you do yeah. on the field? Yeah. Which is, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. And, He's talking about in the bedroom. She's saying, do you go, do you go down on girls? Like, do you, are you willing to to part the red seas of my retro bush and do some work? Because that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Rico Suave's response was, 
I did letter in three indoor sports. Wow. Now let's do the math. What yeah. do we know so far? We know these guys play football. By the end one of the movie, gymnastics. By the end of the movie, <laughs> we know that he plays baseball. Those are two outdoor sports. <laughs> so swimming, gymnastics, <laughs> and wrestling. That's pretty good. That's pretty funny. Um, um, and yeah. and the nerds, they were taking pictures of girls coming out of the bathroom. Yeah, that's that's imprisonable. The, that's imprisonable. At the dance. Like these, yeah. these nerds were not. You can't blame Ronald for trying to escape the nerds. Yeah. How about you go maybe try talking to a girl? Uh, yeah. I got, oh, and I think yeah. I think Quint goes, look, it's the nerd herd. Yeah. And then yeah, they have like. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> and they did something at the dance that um that I thought, wow. Yeah, they, uh, he. Oh, that's right. He wanted to watch. Ronald was like, "Hey, little, hey, Seth Green, turn on American Bandstand because I got to right. learn the newest dance moves before the dance." Again, problematic. And then he turns on National Geographic, and it's like African dancing. And th- this Ronald, who supposedly like does well in school, can't tell the difference. He doesn't realize. He does. He's like he's not like, "Hey, where's Dick Clark?" Like he's doesn't see that he's not watch, wearing American watching American Bandstand. Then he learns also, the, that yeah. that morning when he wakes up. So I think American Bandstand was like eleven or something. So he woke up late and just caught caught the last like minute of right, it. Right, right. But he woke up on a bare mattress. Again, the set dresser. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't give the guy fucking sheets? Uh, that's There's nothing worse than a bare mattress. And, and by the way, the, the, I think that might be one of one of a couple just blatantly racist things in this yeah. movie. Uh, American Bandstand wasn't known for the dancing. The American Bandstand was put your rock band on, yep. Yep. Sure, put your pop band on, and then watch them and maybe move a little bit. Soul Train was where you learned the moves. Also. Turn it to Soul Train. Also, what the one the one from Jersey, Dance Party USA. Yes, never even heard of that. On, oh, it's on the USA Network. Oh, used know. to be back in the day. <laughs> then he learns a dance. He goes to school, and instead of just like feeling it out, like hey, like you know, are people doing the Cabbage Patch or the Running Man? Like, what's the Smurf? You know, like what the, he already the, shows that he could pop. Yeah, he's yeah, he can pop lock. Or, yeah, that's a good point. He already knows how to dance. He just goes out there and starts doing his African dance a la Teen Wolf. Scotty Howard and Teen Wolf. Yeah, this was a complete ripoff of the Teen yes, Wolf. Yes, because it's and it's all it's a very similar dance very. that he's doing. Like Teen Wolf does like the two hands up, like a ha like thing. And right. and Scotty's doing kind of like a David Byrne, or not Scotty, Ronald's doing like a kind of like a David Byrne thing with his arms out. Very, very similar. And and Big John, when he's not farting, is like, oh, I'm gonna do that too. And he gets into it. Pretty soon Gerardo, also a known dancer, is doing it. The whole school starts doing his dance. Except for Cindy and uh Tim Lincecum. You know, she she started dating the other guy, like a college guy. That's right. Wait, well, uh, that, that was Bobby. Like, that was such, he was such a rando. No, was, no. Oh, that wasn't. He, he had a Porsche. He Someone. was the guy who got the milkshake eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he showed up in a Porsche. What? What, guy, what high really school kid has a Porsche? He was. Yeah, they they didn't really get into what what his deal was. I have a feeling that there were scenes that were cut out that kind of explained what right. he was and 
they came from. Right. But they just kind of brought him in as somebody to make Ronald jealous or something. But they did something at this dance. Not only did they show off the dance move and everything else, and then everyone does their dancing in unison thing. Um, and now it's the coolest dance of all time. But there was a, a scene in that dance where they were drinking punch. Yeah. They were drinking punch out of their their plastic cups. Yeah. And then they, they made a comment that the punch wasn't good enough, and they poured their punch back into the bowl. COVID-19. Oh, COVID-19, patient zero. Never flying COVID. I looked up the uh, the college guy, the, the guy who got the milkshake, Brett. He yeah. played a something called Coupon Man outside bar in seven. He Ooh. died at 45 years old. Ooh. So. Oof. Wow, curse. The curse of Can't Buy Me Love. Okay, how about a little trivia from IMDb? Amanda Peterson, she was 15 years old when they made this movie. Patrick Dempsey, 20. Mm. Pretty rapey. Um, the error. By the way, by yeah. the way, maybe that's why they didn't make her. They didn't do anything physical with her at all during the movie. And all the other chicks, I'm guessing, were of of right, age. Right. They were fucking. That's a I really good point. That's a really good point. Amanda Peterson. This is kind of a bummer. Amanda Peterson's family claims that a traumatizing experience on the set led to her problems before her death. No kidding. Ooh. I didn't read that part. Yeah. That was my guess. Yeah. I thought something had happened. You just don't retire like at 1995 and then have all these drug problems. Like I bet, I something bet happened. Yeah. I bet rock. It was rock. Rock. Yeah. Um, the film was non-union. The Screen Actors Guild, of which Jason Stewart is a member, sent representatives to the set to dissuade the students at the high school from being extras. Jason, you probably like that. You don't want any scabs in your movie. While their plan ultimately failed, the school's drama club decided not to participate. So all the actual high school kids worked as extras, except for the kids at the school that actually wanted to be actors. That's a real bummer. They're like, Hey, they film can't buy me love at my school, but everyone else, except for me, not to be working, right. working title of the movie. Oof. Boy rents girl. Yeah, that's a problem. Really? <laughs> if you, if you remember, right. Um, and I, I think I remember getting a couple of the plot lines confused. In and around this time was another Beatles song titled movie, uh, Drive My Car. You you can drive my car with uh, one of the Corys, right? No, you're you're, no I think you're thinking of License, license to, drive. to Drive with both of the Corys. And and that song was was played throughout, mm, no? Baby, You I, Can Drive My Car? I don't know. Yeah, so. That's a good question because no? we'll definitely be reviewing that movie at some point on <laughs> – this show ad put on the list. Uh, Quint says this is we, something we discussed. Quint says he is an expert on fine wine. The wine he spills on Cindy's blouse. It's actually like a, it's actually a suit is ripple, a cheap dessert wine, also known as a bum wine. Uh, the scene in. The scene in which Cindy and Ronald jump the perimeter wall and explore the regeneration group aircraft boneyard was shot at Bob's air park an aircraft recycler just outside the boneyard. Wow. Interesting. Um, Patrick Dempsey and Seth Green reunited years later when Green did a two episode stint on Grey's Anatomy. Seth Green played that same age 
by the way, until about like three years ago. <laughs> uh, how about the, so we're just going to zip through the end. So when Bobby comes back and Ronald has come off the rails, he's using Cindy's poetry right. to bank Iris. Yes. Yes. And it's, yeah, I mean, he, he's the heel. He's disgusting. But, and then rightfully so when she's like, yeah, he, he rented me. She outs him. And, and even Bobby, the guy who's a college football player, he knew Ronald Miller. He's like, the lawn boy, he makes 35 cents an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes you a prostitute. So everybody knew him except for her. Yeah. But and, and he had the he had another great line. Uh Bobby, and I don't remember hearing this one. This is the first time I've heard this line. Bobby says about Ronald's uh lack of sexual pr- prowess, Ronald Miller couldn't get nailed in wood shop. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is the problem I have with the scene. I get all the high school kids being like, "Yeah, fuck off, loser." Um, but then he walks home, and his parents are having a party, and he finds a potato sack hanging in their garage, and just sleeps in the garage. Like yeah. he's disgraced with his high school, and his parents, the dad, who's <laughs> like the dad from Problem Childs, can be like, "Hey, I heard you're not friends with Quentin Big John anymore. You're st- sleeping in the garage, buddy." Wow. Yeah. He could just go in his own house. Couldn't he? He has a bedroom. Right. That's kind of weird. Um, Cindy Mancini's house in the film is the clubhouse in the Hill Farm community in Tucson, Arizona. A little local knowledge. Um, Gerardo. Well, that's about it. Courtney Gaines and Darcy DeMoss starred together in Hard Bodies, 1984. Cameo. Paula Abdul is a dancer, as we previously discussed. Let's wrap it up. What else do you guys, anything else that you guys need to add regarding the 1987 high school rom-com Can't Buy Me Love? I just want to point out Rigo Suave is now a Christian youth minister in Kansas City. Wow. Stunning, stunning development Um, for him. And I have a note here that says the telescope salesman was the most terrifying figure in the movie so (laughs) he was you're right ed he was he continues to stare across the mall and he's got a real serial killer look to him while he continues to telescope amanda peterson and and uh, ronald miller's interaction at the dry cleaner slash boutique where they're where they're uh where he's buying the dress right yeah, that's awkward. Uh, Jason Stewart, anything you would like to add? Do you have a, a hilarious note that you haven't gotten to? You usually have one that well, you like to holster. I feel the um, I feel compelled to like to tell everybody what happens. They complete the arc of the story at the uh, lunch tables, yep. and I have a note here that um, at the lunch tables it's game day and it's in the spring. So it's baseball season. Everybody has uniforms on no hats, but they're wearing cleats. They're wearing, they're wearing cleats on concrete. Um, and at, at, at that point, the, uh, the guy from children of the corn colors and burbs is get, is giving a uh, tutoring session to one of the chicks that Ronald had slept with Patty. Yeah. And uh, and all of a sudden the jocks start going uh, nuts on him being on the cool end of the uh, lunch tables again. Ronald takes a wood bat, which 
I was playing baseball around that time. That's when I was playing high school baseball. J- Jason, you, you played the game. I don't know any high school baseball team in the country that had a wood no, bat. No one did. No Who one played did. with wood bats. No one did. He, he takes well, maybe wood, they were playing it the right way. Right. That's a good point. <laughs> he takes a wood bat and threatens Big John's life, right? Yep. And then he slams it down on the table and has this massive speech about how we should accept everybody. How popularity is not what it's cooked up to be. Right. We all should we we should all get along. But but then then while he has just gotten bailed out because because uh, Kenneth Wormman was about to get mashed and he goes and you cried the whole way like talking about when he was a kid like hey nerd you're you just got <laughs> saved like don't don't give him yeah. another reason to kick the shit out of you right right, right. also the girls the, the the high school girls they're wearing cheerleader uniforms this is after the new year's party <laughs> and the boys are in baseball right. uniforms like are they cheering for baseball? baseball yeah oh and, yeah and then the clap they they did the 80s thing where they all clapped in unison low clap they, yeah. the slow clap in unison Golf after clap. ronald's speech made famous by lucas Right. And then uh, Ronald kisses Cindy in the end on the lawnmower and everything is uh, everything's hunky dory. Yeah, it's back. Important story. Everything's fine. Yeah, it's great. Um, All right. That's it. Great job, guys. I think we really got into the meat and potatoes of Can't Buy Me Love from 1987. (laughs) R.I.P. Cindy Mancini. Yeah, very sad. She was very cute and she was not solely responsible because, no. you know, the hormones were there. But when I saw Cindy Mancini in this movie, those hormones kicked into overdrive. I speaking of, yeah. speaking of overdrive, yeah. uh, I did a little digging. If we do a license to drive with the two Corys, yep. um, they obviously went cheap because they didn't do the actual Beatles version. Nope. They got a band called Breakfast Club to cover it. And that was the theme song of the movie, Drive My Car. I feel like Breakfast Club may have had another hit in the 80s. It sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Let's put on the list. We'll take care of that one at some point. It's, uh, you know, the world is falling apart. So we'll just keep talking about movies. Uh, For Ed Daly, for special guest Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 324 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Hell yes, the lifestyle's baller Podcast getting bigger and not smaller Broadcasting weekly, that's what we do With Easy Ed Daily and the man Jay Stew And Brian Beckner, quick to dissect The week in sports and culture And whatever you and me Talking loud, comers, conundrums, my brothers Reviewing some movies and shows and the others Top podcast, man, no one is above us Five star, even the haters will love us And we're not trying to talk politics a lot We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot Shit's so hot, man, you know the shit's on top Top podcast, man Man, it really hit the spot. Listen up.